Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Did God personally select Donald Trump to become the President of the United States? Four charismatic prophets said yes before it happened. Today we interview Stephen Strang, author of a new book, God and Donald Trump. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live in-studio interview with a man who is honestly one, one of the recent founding fathers of the charismatic movement, publisher of Charisma Magazine for many decades, and now the author of a brand new book, and I am privileged to present this book and recommend it to you, God and Donald Trump. Joining us now live in the studio is my dear friend, Stephen Strang. Stephen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, it's an honor. Well, what a blessing to have you here in Colorado Springs. You found the underground bunker where we record secret television shows and uh, you've written this book and I wanna warn people right up front, this is uh, Pentecost, this is charismatic prophecy and you connected to Donald Trump. How did this? How did you get inspired to write this? Well, first of all, I try to write in such a way that a non-charismatic Christian or a secular person could at least uh, think: Did God have a role in all this? Because in our normal discourse um, in public, uh, God doesn't come into it except for a few controversial things, like what happened to you, and even even the attacks you got were from people that think we shouldn't have God. In, in the public discourse at all. Now, Hillary Clinton wrote a book that call, uh, called What Happened? And my book answers the question. And the answer is, God intervened. He answered prayers that our country was lurching in the, other, in the wrong direction. And God raised up somebody that we didn't expect and that we didn't even particularly like. Yet, once Christians began to understand who Donald Trump was, um, evangelicals supported him 82%, which probably everybody's already heard is the highest evangelical percentage ever. And I just bet it's not, it was a whole lot more than the evangelical vote. That was one of the big pieces, and, and who knows, it, it probably was the deciding piece in a lot of those states. So a lot of Christians had inner conflict about Donald Trump, the personality, because uh, he's not overtly evangelical. Uh, he, he fumbled when he said two Corinthians, some people criticized that. Uh, but then his personal morality came into question. He's been married three times, and then there was in October, before the election, the big comments about him grabbing women. And uh, of course, none of us approve of all that. But God has used imperfect people in the past. You know, there are a lot of examples that I go into in the book. And for some reason, God raised up Donald Trump because he is so strong to be able to stand against all the stuff that's going on. And I believe that God, uh, in his sovereignty, allowed this to happen. And, uh, you know, in our nation's history, there was a time when we used to look at this. I mean, remember even um, uh, Benjamin Franklin, who was no uh, choir boy himself, at the Constitutional Convention, he asked, 
you know, does God intervene in the affairs of man to help set up this great um, nation or the, a new nation? And we need to invoke his blessings and, and pray. And we've gotten away from that. So you believe God not only obviously foresaw this, but actually chose Donald Trump, predestined in a way uh, him to become the president and the voters just kind of went along with that? Or is, do you have any evidence for this? Well, the whole book is my way of trying to document this. Uh, you know, if we believe in the sovereignty of God, we believe that, that uh, God allows everything. But that also means that he allowed the election of Barack Obama and a whole lot of other things. There's a lot of things about uh, spiritual things that we don't understand. Yet God does speak today, I believe that, and he spoke to several prophets, uh, four of which I document in the book because they were very, very specific. Donald Trump will be president even though everybody was saying the opposite, as you know, even up till election night. Well, the polls all had Hillary Clinton winning, you know, in three, with three weeks to go by as much as 16%. They said she was gonna win Texas. Uh, and it turns out not only did Trump win Texas, but he won Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. Shocking, the, the blue collar Rust Belt went for Donald Trump. Do you think that was more of uh, the union vote or was that the Christian Pentecostal charismatic vote? I think it was probably both. And I know that the Christians targeted um, seven uh, key states. Trump ended up winning six of them, only lost Virginia of the ones they targeted. And there were a lot of miracles that went be way beyond Donald Trump. For example, David Lane, um, who is very active in uh, supporting Christian rights. pastors conferences around that's the right. country. Yeah. And that's how I got to know him was through those conferences. But a donor called him out of the clear blue and donated $5 million you know, a very wealthy donor, obviously, and later increased it to nine million, and that was the funds to do the ground game in these uh, states that were so critical. And you know, these are stories that are not reported. So and they mobilized church voters and pastors to lead that ground game. They did, and of course, you know, the media pundits all said that Trump had no ground game, but he didn't. He didn't know about that at all. I also document Cindy uh, Jacobs who is uh, respected as a prophet in her own right, she claims to have mobilized 10,000 women who went on prayer walks. They, wow. they walked around courthouses, they walked around city hall, they, you know, whatever, in different uh, parts of the country they did different things. But those people were praying fervently that Donald Trump would win. Cindy also told me, and, I, and this is in the book too, that she was getting emails from all over the world, you know, places where she administered people who knew her, who were concerned about our election, and it said that they were praying that Donald Trump would win. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Stephen Strang about the four prophets who specifically predicted Donald Trump would be president, and they were right. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Many call President Donald Trump's election a miraculous win, but was his election as President of the United States an actual answer to prayer? What was the spiritual dimension, if any? In his new book, God and Donald Trump, author Stephen E. Strang explores President Trump's miraculous victory and what it means for the future of our republic. This is the story behind a divine plan, a grassroots voter uprising, and a miraculous victory no one expected. 
a first-person account of one of the most contentious elections in American history. It offers a penetrating look at the factors that shaped Donald Trump's character and worldview. How openness to spiritual leaders helped build his commitment to religious liberty and how he captured the largest evangelical vote in American history to win the Electoral College. The Honorable Michelle Bachman. Everyone is curious about the topic of God and Donald Trump. I'm confident you'll be pleased by what you read. Todd Starnes, Fox News Channel says, God and Donald Trump may very well be one of the most important books about the Trump presidency. Dr. Robert Jeffress, Senior Pastor, First Baptist Church, Dallas said, God and Donald Trump is a well-written, much-needed look at the undeniable hand of God working in our nation's most recent presidential election. It will restore your hope. And Dr. Elvita King, niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., praises God and Donald Trump. This must-read book reaches far beyond politics into the redeeming frequencies that America surely needs. God and Donald Trump by Stephen E. Strang is a powerful account with behind-the-scenes exclusives and insightful commentary from Christian leaders, including those who prophesied before the election that God had raised up Donald Trump to lead the nation through a time of crisis. God and Donald Trump, published by Frontline, released November 7th in bookstores and online at GodAndDonaldTrumpBook.com. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. Joined again in the studio by Stephen Strang, who is uh, just a rock star. Uh, Stephen, describe Charisma Media and, and your publishing arm and everything that you do. Well, it started uh, 42 years ago with Charisma Magazine, which is still our flagship. And we now publish books. Um, in fact, we've published somewhere between two and 3,000 books. So I am a publisher. This is the first major book that I've written on my own. And but remind we also, people the title of the book and where they can find it. It's called God and Donald Trump. We believe that it's available wherever Christian books are sold and in lots and lots of secular outlets. And of course, they can get it online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of those places. And your website? Our website is charismanews.com. Now, that's where they will get the news, but they can also go to uh, Donald Trump book dot com and there's uh, excerpts there's a really neat trailer uh, that shows the excitement of the book and so forth and photographs you have uh, color photographs of Donald Trump at various prayer meetings where Pentecostal charismatic Christians are praying for Donald Trump and laying hands upon him I want to get to that in a few minutes but describe these four prophets now now for non-charismatics, describe what a prophet is and why do you believe that they can predict the future? Well, prophet is one of the um, offices in the church along with pastors and teachers and so and apostles. And they're ones that God speaks to through the Holy Spirit on what his will is for today. Often if we need direction or something, a lot of times you'll get, I've gotten prophetic words that have been very important in my life. And occasionally they will prophesy about some events in the future. And, you know, anyone who knows anything about the prophetic knows they're not always right. But I felt that there was enough credibility in the fact that several of them had done this. So Frank Media was the first one that I knew was going around saying Donald Trump will be elected. And he was very involved in the campaign. Uh, you can find him on YouTube praying. Uh, and declaring over the president at different rallies and so forth. And since the election, he started a thing called POTUS Shield, which is specifically to pray for the president. 
then Lance Wallnau, who's my friend, uh, t talked about uh, how God raised up Cyrus, who in Isaiah, God says, I called you even though you did not know me. And for me, that was the thing that made it possible for me to support Donald Trump, because I was a Ted Cruz guy. Ted Cruz uh, has a lot of fine qualities. He's a very outspoken Christian. But I thought if God can raise up Cyrus, he can, who is ungodly, he can use someone like Donald Trump. And Lance Wallnow has been a guest in this studio, set in your chair today, but uh, he said that out of the Bible in Isaiah chapter 45, uh, that he heard God say Trump would become the 45th president of the United States, and that's the chapter about Cyrus. And I documented it. I interviewed him on several podcasts, did several uh, newsletters and news reports, and then a major article in our October issue, which we devoted entirely to the election. And, um, and I wanted to put on record these prophecies, even though it looked like Donald Trump would lose. And I thought, well, if he loses, I'll just have to eat humble pie. <laughs> but I believe that he would win. In fact, I was invited to go up to the party at the Hilton Hotel in New York on election night. And that was a great opportunity, so I took it. And the reason I went is because I believed the prophets rather than the pundits who were saying that he would lose. Yeah. The other person was, uh, or two other people were Ch Chuck Pierce, who's very well respected. He actually predicted this in 2008. And in two, he's a friend of mine. And in 2008, over uh, lunch one day, he told my wife and I that Barack Obama would be elected twice. And this is before he had won the nomination. So we weren't too happy to hear that, but of course it came true. So when he said that Donald Trump was gonna be president, I paid attention to it. And the last is someone you wouldn't necessarily expect. He's a former firefighter, nobody ever heard of him, but in 2011, he believed that God said that Donald Trump would be president. He thought it would be in the 2012 election. Uh, in the 2012 election, Donald Trump did consider running. He called his friend Paula White and said, I need you to get some friends who can pray because I want them to pray for me. So prayer is very important to Donald Trump. He seems to enjoy uh, people laying hands on him. I mean, I, this is unprecedented as far as I know in American history. I mean, yeah. you go and you talk to the president, but if you pray about him for him, it's in some other setting and you certainly don't lay hands on him. But Donald Trump um, had the most prayers of any inauguration, there were six. And four of them, I document, very specifically prayed in the name of Jesus. Thank God. Because more and more, even people that believe in praying in the name of Jesus will say, uh, we pray in your name or something that they feel is a little bit less yeah. offensive. And you know that Donald Trump and the others all vetted those prayers. And so who was the, the firefighter you mentioned his name? His name is Mark Taylor. He actually is from Central Florida, which is where I'm from. And, uh, but I only became aware of him when uh, True News reported on it and it started going viral. And he has written a book uh, called Trump Prophecies in which he makes some very bold uh, predictions about what's gonna happen in the Trump administration. And God perhaps spoke to these four men of God and they predicted this months or maybe even years in advance of Trump becoming president. We're gonna take another short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Stephen Strang about his interview with Donald Trump. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. 
Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, This book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. This book teaches 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional that will change your life and give you power. It comes with 15 inspiring true stories of political victory. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website SchoolofLiberty.org. That's SchoolofLiberty.org. It's time to take back your country. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by the author of this book, God and Donald Trump, written by Stephen Strang, who is president of Charisma Media. Stephen, you've had, you, you were not a Trump fan to begin with. I think you started out by endorsing Ted Cruz. What, how, when did that change? Uh, it changed uh, after Ted Cruz dropped out of the race, and part of it, frankly, was the fact he was running against Hillary Clinton, which is not only far left, but I mean, any of the Democrats that would have run this time were far left. But she brought a level of corruption that we've never seen before with the Clinton Foundation and all the things that we don't have time to get into. But that's when I switched over, and I had the opportunity to interview him. Now, in my job, I've interviewed three presidents, with George W. Bush and Barack Obama. It was in group settings, but each of us were allowed to ask questions. Uh, with George H. W. Bush, uh, I actually visited him at the White House and had the privilege uh, on the National Day of Prayer to sit at the same table with him. So it wasn't exactly a journalistic interview in the same way. When, with Donald Trump, we asked for 20 minutes, I said I'd go anywhere to make it convenient for him. We ended up getting 10 minutes, and I had my questions already. He gave me good answers, and what I found when I met him was that he was really very humble. Um, you know, I see him on the media as well, and I had never heard this about him since then. I've heard a lot of leaders who have met with Trump say that he's not the same in person of what you see in the media. And just to give you an example, during the interview, he had uh, gone over to get himself a bottle of water, and he asked me if he could bring me a bottle of water, which I considered to be uh, uncalled for. There was no reason for him to do that other than he was just trying to be nice. And after the interview, he asked us 
if we wanted to pose for pictures. We, there was a, we had another minute or two, and we had not asked because I didn't want to take away from our valuable interview time. So uh, the interview is actually in the book. I also published it in Charisma Magazine. Uh, I asked him more about family and faith and things that most media wouldn't ask him because I knew that that was what my readers were interested in. I heard you speak last night at a small gathering of friends and I ask you this question and, and I'm still trying to get my mind around it. Why did Pentecostal or charismatic Christians in particular gravitate to Donald Trump and disregard uh, his personal immorality as compared to maybe Catholics who, who didn't gravitate to Trump but Pentecostals were on board early and they were fired up and they were almost universal in their support even during the primary. They didn't go for Ted Cruz the way that many pastors advised them to. The people went for Donald Trump. Why? Well, I believe that something happened with Donald Trump 10 years ago. So the bad things you hear about him are all older than 10 years ago. And there's a lot of people that wouldn't like you know, their past brought up if they ran for office. And also, Apollo White Cane has sort of mentored him spiritually. She's a fiery, charismatic uh, preacher in her own right. And he, he seems to appreciate the prayer and, and uh, you know, what we sometimes call the anointing. He seems to appreciate this. So when charismatics, this is uncalled for as well, because uh, when the evangelical leaders come to Washington, uh, there is absolutely an elite and a hierarchy and the Pentecostals are way at the bottom, you know, don't speak until you're spoken to, that kind of thing. So I think it was partly Trump's openness to them. Plus, you know, we believe that God changes people's lives. And yeah. many of us have things in our own past that we know we've been forgiven of and are, we're able to just get over that hurdle. And of course, when Donald, when, you know, when that tape came out that was over 10 years old, um, you know, it was roundly condemned. But Donald Trump also apologized. Did you ever hear Hillary Clinton apologize for anything she was accused of? No. No. Yeah, and he said that that does not represent him uh, today, and I believe him. Do you believe Donald Trump has had a personal born-again moment where he's maybe prayed the sinner's prayer or given his life to Christ? Dr. James Dobson describes him as a baby Christian. Do you have any evidence of that? Well, all of this is documented in God and Donald Trump. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of a theme that works throughout. I very specifically am not trying to make Trump look like a perfect person. He isn't. Or to make him look more spiritual than he is. Uh, I personally believe that because people that I trust have told me that they've prayed the sinner's prayer with Trump in a private setting. So if he has accepted Jesus into his heart, he's a Christian. Now he doesn't use the words we do. He doesn't go to church a lot. You know, he doesn't do all the things that, that Christians are used to uh, their own doing. But I believe that he, that something happened in his heart. And I believe that he senses a call of destiny. And I think that he responded to the Pentecostals and Charismatics partly because they encouraged him in this uh, way. They told him that they believed that God was somehow raising him up. And I believe that he's unique in history. I think he'll go down as a great president. Um, and I think that a lot of things in Washington will shift as a result of Donald Trump being in the White House. So since he's been elected, Donald Trump has been a very conservative, outspoken leader on religious liberty issues. 
Can you give us some examples? Why are you glad, maybe, that, that he is the president? What has he done? Well, a lot of people know about the Johnson Amendment, which kind of put a gag on nonprofits because they could lose their nonprofit status. Now, you're, uh, my friend Matt Staver uh, teaches on this and has said that since 1954, only one church actually did, but it's effectively muzzled um, churches. And, he, and Donald Trump is the first politician I ever heard even talk about it. In fact, the story, which is in the book, is that he was asking some of these people, uh, these leaders, these Christian leaders, to support him, and they all kind of looked at the floor. And he says, well, what's wrong? And they said, well, we really can't. And he says, what do you mean? And they told him about the Johnson Amendment, and he immediately said, that's wrong. And, he's, and it is wrong. And he has already taken some steps uh, to, through executive orders to lessen its enforcement. And I believe that it will be changed uh, uh, through the Congress during his administration. Many Christians believe that through the 2016 election that God showed mercy to America that we were heading off a cliff in the wrong direction, and if Hillary Clinton had been elected, she would have selected somebody else in the Supreme Court, and they would have taken away a lot of our rights. What about Neil Gorsuch in the Supreme Court? Do you think that's a sign from God that he's heard our prayers and given us mercy? Well, first of all, Donald Trump kept his word, and one of the prophets, I'll just be bold and tell you, I won't say who it is, has prophesied that Donald Trump will appoint five U.S. Supreme court justices. Wow. And if that happened, it'd be a, it would be absolutely amazing. Um, but he has supported religious liberty with executive orders about abortion, and this seems very important to him. Now, with George W. Bush, who I believe is a good man and even a believing Christian, he just couldn't get involved with it. It wasn't important to him. And in Donald Trump, I believe that we have a real champion, and if he accomplishes nothing more than putting Neil Gorsuch in the Supreme Court, <laughs> he's a great president as far as I'm concerned. That's it. Uh, Stephen, I'm gonna lead our audience in a word of prayer, and I wonder if you'd join me, and then I'll give you the last word to promote your book. Father in heaven, we do pray in Jesus' name for our Commander-in-Chief, Donald Trump, and Lord, whether we supported him, voted for him or not, all Christians are commanded to pray for those in authority. And Lord, we obey your command. We pray your blessing on him. And we pray your anointing upon Donald Trump. And we pray that you will continue to show mercy to America and give us your kingdom. Not his kingdom, not even our kingdom. But Father, we pray that your kingdom come, that your will be done in American politics. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we have 20 seconds left. Tell us about the book. Well, I hope you'll read my book. I hope it makes you think. I hope you enjoy the stories. There's a lot of background information. I hope that you can see God's hand, not only in the election of Donald Trump, but in our nation, because God has responded when people pray. The book title is God and Donald Trump, available everywhere books are sold. Thank you, Stephen Strang, for coming on our program. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. 
But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.